I think that having a son in a way saved me. It saved my life because it made me have to grow up. It made me have to become responsible. And it made me have to make something of myself. Welcome to the Fatherhood Podcast. I'm your host, Jamar Hudson, and you're in the fatherhood. As a new member of the hood, my goal is to use this podcast as a platform to talk about my journey as a new father. Part therapeutic, part informative, part educational. My goal is to talk about everything, from adjusting to getting no sleep, to changing diapers, to just hoping I get everything right. This podcast will be a space to share with you the joys, challenges, and fears of being a first-time father. What's up, everyone? Welcome to Volume 1 of the Fatherhood Podcast Summer Sessions. I'm your host, Jamar Hudson, and as always, welcome. I told you guys I was going to pop up here and there during the summer, and here we are. I hope wherever you are that your summer's off to a great start, and for you fathers, I hope that you're enjoying some time outside with your kids because it's that time of the year to enjoy those long summer days that we're fortunate enough to have. I'm glad today's guest was able to fit me into his busy schedule. I met this brother my first day at ESPN. This was back in 2006 when we were in orientation together. And since then, he's just been a solid dude and someone whose career has just skyrocketed, and I'm extremely proud of him and the work that he's doing. So I'm happy to welcome my man Omar Mashad to the fatherhood. Oh, what's going on, man? What's going on, man? Happy to be here. It's good to hear from you, man. Absolutely. So listen, man, before we jump in into talking about fatherhood, just tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, man. Well, um, my name is Omar Mashad. I'm originally from, well... Born in New York, raised in Miami, uh, started my career with ESPN. From there, I've gone to Fusion, TMZ. Now I'm at Yahoo Sports, uh, and I'm just happy to be here. Absolutely, man. You are definitely doing your thing at Yahoo. Um, but aside from all that, man, you are you are a father. I remember when you became a dad um, back yeah. in our Connecticut days, which seems like a lifetime ago, man. So, so tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about, about your son. Well, my son is 11 years old now. His name is Omar Mashad as well. He's going to a really prestigious school in Atlanta. It's called Ron Clark Academy. Uh, you have to get interviewed to go to the school. And, you know, I'm just so impressed with the way he's been, you know, raised. And he's just so mature for his age. I know that one story that stands out is during his interview, which he was uh, tender in his interview, um, they asked him, you know, if you could change one thing about this world or about this country, what would it be? Um, his answer was our president. Wow. Or, you know what I mean? Like he's yeah. he's just light, light years ahead of people his age. And I'm just so proud of him and just want him to stay on this, on this path. So uh, t- tell me, man, what does being a father mean to you personally? Uh, well, you know, I, I, I grew up with the father in the household and, you know, I saw how his father was with him. And in my family, it's kind of crazy because every generation of fathers gets better. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to, you know, talk down on anybody, but, you know, my grandfather wasn't the greatest father. And my dad, he was a better father than him. There were things he could have done better, but I learned from that and it's making me be better than my father. You know what I mean? So like all of this matters, especially in a situation where, I don't even live in the same state as my son. So I may I make sure to stay in constant communication with him. We talk every single day, at least twice a day. And that's very important for me because, you know, he's my one and only. And just to not be able to physically be there, you know, you got to at least mentally be there, you know? 
Mm-hmm. And kind of, kind of saying right there, oh, you know, wh- what did you take from from your father to pass on to your son once you became a dad? Or were there some things, you know, that you said, hey, my dad did this with me. I don't necessarily want to do that when I become a dad. Oh, that's a good question. Well, you know what though? Although there are some things my dad could do better, there, there, he taught me like certain life lessons that at the time I didn't respect. But now I look back and I'm like, damn, that's what he was saying to me. You know what I mean? And it's things that came later in life. It it wasn't really like the kid things. It was like the adult things, you know, the things that he's been through that I eventually had to go through. And um, I just want to pass that along to Omar. I'll actually tell you a brief story about my life, which is crazy that not too many people know, is that when I first got here, I was with TMZ. I was let go. I was let go from TMZ and it was the first time in my life that I didn't have anything. And I've always had like a good job, but this is the first time I had to hustle. And, you know, I, I, you know, developed my own LLC and just started freelancing. Didn't really know too many people out here, but that's when I started working on the Ron Artest documentary and it kind of just took off. And, you know, all, all that was luck and timing. You know what I mean? It was a great piece, but just the way that it it worked out for me at the time, which is crazy because my father was unemployed for a long time. And a lot of the things that he used to tell me about was how to conduct yourself when you're unemployed, which I never thought that would even happen to me until later on in my life. So all of those lessons came into factor at that very moment. You know what I mean? So hopefully my son doesn't have to ever go through what I went through through those yeah. two years. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I just try to, like, guide him and tell him things that I know is going to be he's going to be more appreciative of in the future. And I mean, it's certain things that probably annoy him now because he's like, why are you even telling me this, dad? And I'm like, trust me, one day you're going yep. to know. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think now that we're dads, man, a lot of the stuff that we we kind of shrugged off early on, we kind of are realizing, you know, what it means now. Um, you, you mentioned yeah. around our test documentary. We're going to get to that in a moment, but man, you 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 have a, a very busy and vibrant career. Um, with everything you have going on, man, how do you balance your career with giving the attention needed to be a, a dad? Honestly, that's the that's the hardest part and the easiest part. Okay. <laughs> the hardest part is obviously because I can't see him. I can't physically be at his games. I can't just pop about his house. You know, that's the hardest part. But the easiest part is just knowing that it's like a part of my schedule. Like no matter what I'm doing, I won't ignore the. I won't ignore anyone's call. Mm-hmm. But if he calls me, it doesn't matter what I'm doing. I'm picking up the phone. So you know, I just feel like. It's it's always going to be a hard balance, especially if you're trying to get ahead in your career. But if you love what you do and you are a role model to your child, it makes it a lot easier. Yeah. Yeah. And I've known you, man, you know, going back to 2006, which is crazy, 13 years. So and I've seen your progression career wise. But I'm curious, how do you feel, Omar, that you've changed since you became a dad 11 years ago? Oh, man. Now, you know the old Omar, man. I mean, I <laughs> the old Omar was wild, pretty reckless. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Didn't really care about consequences. Uh, this Omar is like, come on, bro. You have yeah. a son. And that's, you know, the first thing that comes to my mind whenever something 
you know, reckless could happen. You know what I mean? So like, I think that having a son in a way saved me. It saved my life because it made me have yeah. to grow up. It made me have to become responsible and it made me have to make something of myself. You know, when I had a son, I was a production assistant, which that could go in any way, as you and me know. I mean, we were in the ESPN days where we, we didn't even know if we were kept after seven months. So there could have easily been a situation where, you know, I slacked off and I wasn't kept. And then I have to find another career to take care of my son. You know what I mean? So I think that what me having him did for me was just put me in a more focused path and a more focused lane. And, you know, I took advantage of it. Great, man. That, that's awesome to hear. Now, with your son being in Atlanta, you out on the West Coast, man, you you obviously have to have a, a good co-parenting situation. Just talking a little bit about how you you all make that work. Uh, well, yeah, I have a very good relationship with my son's mother and her, her husband. Um, we were together for seven years, um, naturally. You know, we, we grew apart. And in the beginning, it was a little beef, of course, but... I think that Omar's life mattered more than any feelings that me or her had. You know what I mean? So I think we just came together on that front. We've had a few talks where we're like, look, we're going to have to just be responsible and raise this child together. Now, I tell you, like, her family is literally like my family. I went to Atlanta for Super Bowl and I stayed at her sister's house. Like, yeah. we are family. Her mother's mother, her mother's um, birthday was just the other day. I called her to say, happy Mother's Day. I love you. Like, as long as you continue to like incorporate your son's mother as family and not this person that you that's your ex, mm-hmm. I think things move forward a lot smoothly. You know what I mean? And I think that that's the mistake that a lot of people make, and that's why there's a lot of baby mama drama, whatever, whatever. I yeah. think that guys just have to be, and women have to be mature enough to just know that your son's or your daughter's life matters more than any of your feelings. Yeah, I was going to say, man, that takes a lot of maturity that a lot of people don't have, man. So so kudos exactly. to you for, for making that work for the for the sake of little Omar. So I want to shift mm-hmm. gears a little bit, man. Kudos you know, to her, you, you, kudos to her too, because you know she deserves a lot of kudos. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So I want to shift gears a little yeah. bit, man, and talk about the documentary. Um, you were recently involved in, in Quiet Storm, which tells the story of Ron Artest. If you haven't seen it, anyone who's listening, definitely check it out as an outstanding documentary on Showtime. So oh, tell me a little bit about how you got involved with that project. Well, um, again, I was I was freelancing at the time. I, I had booked a few features for um, Bleacher Report. And I was just looking for a full-time gig, man. It was, it, it was tough. I'm not even going to lie to you. And um, I decided to give my boy Johnny Sweet a yep. ring, <laughs> uh, who's the director of the film. I'm the producer, along with Colleen Dominguez. He's the director. So I gave Johnny Sweet a ring, and I was just like, yo, man, I know you're at Bleacher Report. I'm doing these freelance gigs. Like, you got anything? And he was like, you know what? You call me at the right time. Um, he's like, I'm looking to get in contact with Ron Artest, and he's not being consistent. Do you think that you could reach out to him for me? Yeah. Now, I had a very good relationship with Ron Artest. Well, an up-and-down relationship with Ron Artest at the time. Um, so uh, I just But you knew how to reach him. I knew how to reach him, yeah. And yeah. I know how to... What's the word I'm looking for? I guess deal with him. And, you know, Ron is, uh, you know, Ron's a unique character. And it takes yeah, Ron's Ron. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it takes certain people to know how to deal with his personality. And, you know, I was one of those guys. So, you know, I think after I booked that for the first time, uh, I, I 
you know, sat in, you know, with, with um while he was interviewing and I was kind of giving him direction. And when everybody saw, like, whoa, like he really has good, you know, control over mine. <laughs> like, yeah, let's bring him on board. And then the rest is history. Yeah, man. And if you see you see them the the documentary, you can really tell that, you know, he opens up in ways that, you know, a lot of a lot of people when they see it have not seen uh before. Um and tells a lot of stories that some of us I know have not heard before. So it's uh, like I said, it's an outstanding documentary. But one of the many things the film touches on, oh, is mental health. Mm-hmm. Um in in respect to fatherhood, man, how is how are those two connected, mental health and being a father? Oh man, well, I gotta tell you, I, anybody who knows me, anybody who's grown up with me, knows that I, I've had my share of you know moments as well. Like I, I have a pretty bad temper. Mm-hmm. I've learned how to control it, and you know, I think all of my life it's been like an issue, and I've always gone off the hinges. So, working with somebody like Ron Artest is very, very like. It's an honor to me, to be honest with you, because, A, not only was I a fan of his game, mm-hmm. but I felt like I was Ron Artest in my day as well. Yeah, <laughs> Where yeah. I was kind of just like, wow. So th- this this project was very passionate for me because although I haven't been diagnosed with any, you know, sickness or any, you know, mental health issues, uh, I-, I know that, you know, I have challenges as well. And I think that what this doc did was it kind of just opened people's eyes to seeing that, you know, not all people who have, you know, temper problems or who have anxiety problems are bad people. And I think that a lot of times people thought that maybe I was a bad person or that maybe Ron was a bad person. And they didn't realize that, you know, people suffer through mental illness. And sometimes that's just an issue. And I think that that was just very important to put out there just so people really understand what people really go through on the on a daily on a daily basis, you know? For sure, man. You know, one of the things, you know, I'm I'm I was terrified of is, you know, becoming a dad and, and my son seeing that temper, you know, seeing those blow ups yeah. and then I have to kind of catch myself and explain to him this is not the way you to do things, it's not how how you want to act. But then I have to kind of put that into practice myself. So And I wanna I, actually you know, touch on that real quick. There's been situations where my son's seen me lose my temper. Not like, mm-hmm. you know, crazy, but and you know at the time, it's not that big of a deal, but when you start to see sparks or things that your son's doing that kind of remind right. you of what you were doing at that age, you're like, whoa. You're like, yeah. oh, wait a minute. Yeah. You, you see it in a I mean? different light, man. What was that? I said, you see it from a different perspective. You see it from a completely yeah. different perspective. And all those people who are like, you got to control your temper. And you're like, oh, shut up. <laughs> yeah. When you see it in your son, you're like, oh, wow. You're just like, like you know, and. My son, he, he has a hard time losing, just like his father. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't like to lose. And it, it doesn't matter if it's a video game. It doesn't matter if it's a basketball game. Like, you know, and he acts out. And, you know, the, the main thing you got to teach him is don't be a sore loser. Control your emotions at all times because your emotions can get you into big trouble. And I, what do I look like telling somebody that if I'm not doing it myself? Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so you know, especially for for black men, mental health is is always a, a issue that that is brought up and saying people say we well, you got to take care of your mental health, you got to take care of your mental health, you got to look out for yourself, self care, you know, all those buzzwords that you hear. So how do you how do you make sure that you're good? Like, what are some steps that you take, you know, to kind of channel that 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 temper that you know is because I know it, it it never really goes away. You just gotta keep it in the pocket. You know what I mean? 
<laughs> you want to know something? And, you know, everybody back home who's even listening to this, they probably go by, damn, oh, it's changed. But meditation, mm. you know, I, I've, you know, just started meditating a little bit when I feel like I'm getting out of control or if I feel like I'm about to, like, blow up or somebody's really pissing me off, I meditate. Mm -hmm. I have an app on my phone. (laughs) I go to a corner, I put it on, and I just try to clear my mind. And I take deep breaths, and, you know, I I just feel like that's something that's really helped me. Yeah, yeah. Um, And, again, having a son, I feel like, really helped me as well. For sure, man. Going back to the doc a little little bit, man. Again, everyone check that out on Showtime. You can catch it on On Demand. What did you learn, you know, about Ron as a father that that maybe you didn't know about? Um, well, I've always known Ron was a good father, but um, I think the only things that I really learned about him being a father is just you know some of the older issues that he had, and like you know as a as a young NBA player, not really. Um, being there as much for some of his kids, yeah. but I think after after the NBA or like later on in his career, he really came along and he's a great father now, man. When I tell you, like he's he, he's an amazing father. Great, great. So, oh, as a father of a son, you and I are both fathers of, of sons, man. Yours is a little older older than mine, obviously. You know, there are going to be some things that that he's going to have to face as he gets older. You know, we hear about everything that goes on on in the news with you know police brutality and some and racism and all at work and just everyday life, man. I'm, have you addressed that with him or will you, or how do you approach those type of discussions? Look, man, I'm, I'm a black man from Miami, Florida, man. And yeah. I've been dealing with police brutality and I've been dealing with being harassed, being racially profiled, like literally my whole entire life. And, you know, as of recently, it happened again to me. And it it was a situation where I just got pulled over. Cops thought my car was stolen, my car, yeah. and um, pulled me out of the car and put me on the floor and drew about, no lie, about 12 to 15 guns on me before wow. they asked for my license and registration. Um, so, you know. And this was in L.A.? That was a situation that, yeah, this was in L.A. That was a situation that shook me. And that was also a situation that woke me up. And let me know that, you know, I always say I, I've only, I, I only have like three fears in life, right? <laughs> or the, I have like three things that really make me nervous in life. When I really have to pee, when, <laughs> when my phone's under 10%, and when a cop pulls up behind me. And I don't have to be doing anything wrong. Right. I'm just completely yeah. stuck when I see a cop we pull all behind know me. And I feel like that, right? So, you know, after that whole situation, me being traumatized by cops, I, I you know, I, I realized I don't have to be scared anymore, man. Like, there's ways to handle things without, you know, taking it overboard or getting shot or, you know, I, I think the way I handled that situation was just letting them know, look, I, I got this all on camera, you know, I'm, I'm, I work for the media, I'm going to report this, I'm going to make sure everybody sees this. Once you tell them things like that, there's only so much they can do. You know what I mean? Because especially, especially in the in the climate today, like everybody's like afraid of cops. Cops are afraid of you know getting called out. So you got to let these people know that you know your rights. If you if you let them know that you know your rights, man, like there's no reason for you to be scared of them. I'm not telling people to go out there and yell at cops and you know be violent, but I'm just letting people know that you can stand up for yourself. 
you can stand up for yourself without being physical or physically harming or anything of that nature. So after that situation, I called my son and I had a heart to heart with him. And I was just like, yo, you know what? There's going to be times in life where, you know, you're going to be racially profiled. And you're a light-skinned boy. You might be racially profiled by by both sides. Yeah. That's something I didn't even have to deal with, you know? So you got to know how to, you know, combat that situation. And when it comes to, like, cops and stuff like that, just follow the rules, bro. Follow the rules and take action after if you have to. Yeah, man, that's that's great advice that I can apply and everyone can apply to. Last question, Owen, I really appreciate you, man, taking time. You know, you you rub elbows with a lot of famous people, man. Anyone who follows your Instagram knows that. Anyone who knows you know that you're always, um, you know, toe-to-toe with a lot of celebrities, man. But I'm curious, how have the experience you've had in entertainment um, helped you, if at all, in your role as a father? Oh, wow. That's a pretty good question. I mean, just the perks. I'm not even trying to make the answer sexy. Like, I, I, yeah. as I take my son, you know, he meets a lot of people. It, you know, yeah. he goes to games. He gets shout-outs by Antonio Brown. He meets LeBron James. Like, he gets those perks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Perks that I never got as a child. So, like, that's the thing that, about my job that I love the most is that I'm, I'm able to make my son happy, you know? Yeah. That's good, man. But before I let you go, man, tell people how they can reach you, uh, plug anything you have going on, man. Just just let the people know how they can get a little bit of your world. All right, man. You guys can follow me on worldwide underscore O. Follow my business page as well. O underscore zone underscore ENT. Um, please, if you haven't seen it yet, go on Showtime, catch Quiet Storm, the Run Our Test documentary. You're in for a treat. And just know you don't have to be a sports fan to like it. You will like it. I guarantee it. <laughs> hey, man. It, it, was, it was great talking to you. Good to hear from you, man. And thanks for joining me on the Fatherhood Podcast. Appreciate you for having me, man. All right, man. Peace. I want to thank my man Omar for joining me on the Fatherhood Podcast today. And as always, thank you all for listening. Be sure to check out Quiet Storm on Showtime. It's an outstanding look at the life uh, of, of Ron Artest. It's an outstanding film. I've seen it, so definitely support that film. Um, thank you all for listening as always. Like I said, we're going to pop up here and there throughout the summer, drop some summer sessions on you all, and continue the conversation on how we can be the best fathers possible. You can find this podcast on all major streaming platforms, and you can find me on social media at Jamar Hudson on Instagram and Twitter, and you can find the Fatherhood Podcast page on Instagram. So until next time, you all be good. I'm Jamar Hudson. This is The Fatherhood.